What's going on, guys? Welcome to the second episode of Hashtag Mentor Mondays. With me, I have Jackson Appel, owner of JSAT Athletics. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, Thanks for having man, me. Man, I'm doing good, man. I good. appreciate you having me. Absolutely. You know, I've seen you go from a rent facility with a bunch of trainers, and now you have this beautiful 5,000 square foot facility, man, just to see that quick journey, not quick journey, it's been a long journey, but to see that journey that you took to go from there to here, I think it'd be great for people to hear what was before that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Kind words about the um, space. Yeah. Um, we, the way the business started was my, um, my wife suffers with uh, postpartum depression. So she had postpartum depression with mm -hmm. our second child. And so I was teaching school at Space Center Intermediate. I was working with um, emotionally disturbed at-risk kids, like self-contained. Wow. So the kids came from, came from jail and went to my class. And then if they didn't make it in my class, they went back to jail. So I was doing that. And then um, when she was pregnant with our third child, I told her that I would take um, paternity leave and take 12 weeks off to stay home and take care of her and help help her recover because I didn't do a very good job of helping her recover with the other one. So I was going to do better there. And so the CCISD allowed that, but wow. the problem is it's not paid. So we had to figure something out. So she was like, I, I want you to be home and you need to be home, but we have to have something else. What do you want to do? I was like, well, I don't want to do anything. I just want to be at home. I want to take care of the baby. That's what I said I'm going to do. And I want to take care of you. That's all I want to do. Um, she said, well, that's not an option. So what do you want to do? <laughs> so after some, some discussions, boss. some discussions, we, uh, she said, why don't you start training kids? And I was like, I was like, well, train them to do what? She's like, you played football, you know, you're an athlete, you have an athletic background, why don't you start doing that? And I was very hesitant at first. I was like, no, like I'm, that was 10, 15 years ago. I don't wanna, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna get back into that. I've kind of left that beside, that part of my life behind and I'm okay with it. And she's like, no, this is what we need to do. Um, and so she's like, I'm gonna go ahead and set it up for you. And I was like, all right, well, it's not much I can do there. So she put an ad on Facebook um, would, in, would, Jackson, would anybody like Jackson to work with their kids, football, athletics, whatever. That was on a Wednesday. I think that Saturday I was working with two six-year-olds at a park by my house. And so, you know, it kind of it grew from there. We went from two six-year-olds to seven six-year-olds to, and we kept getting more and more. And then we went to the junior high and trained at the junior high for a little bit. Um, and then we went to uh, World Gems where we were previous. We spent a year and a half there and then actually um, the business started in 2015, so September of 2018 will be our third year um, actually in business. And so it's, it's through God's grace and God's will that we are where we are. Um, yeah. It's nothing special that, that we've done. Um, I think he's, he's put us in the position to be where we are to try and reach and help as many people as we can. And if it wasn't for, for his blessings, then we wouldn't have at this place at all beautiful place it seems like you're very passion driven right it's like you know you went from teaching and you taught something very specific to your life like mm -hmm. something you've been through and then you went back and you're still teaching you know it's uh, what we do we i take a lot of the education uh stuff that i did when i was a teacher and apply it to what we do right now because like our our main thing is speed and it is a learned skill and people think mm -hmm. you're either born fast and you're not and that is that couldn't be farther from the truth um, it's like hitting a baseball. People don't say, okay, well, you can either hit 300 or you can't. There's no point in trying. Like, no, you go to batting practice for years and years and years to learn how to swing a bat. And the same thing is with speed. Once you know where to place your hands, where to place your feet, then it, it starts to click and it, it's a learned skill just like anything else. And I always, I, I feel like I'm in, uh, 
a teacher at heart. Um, and I like that aspect of teaching and mentoring and leading and, and watching a student take something that he didn't know how to do before and then you instructing him and he's able to take that and actually do it when you're not around. Mm. Like that's what is, is really satisfying to me that I taught him so much or her so much that they can do it when I'm not even watching them. And you have a wide range of kind of athletes mm -hmm. that you train, like you train kids, you train high school, you train college athletes mm -hmm. and pro athletes. Right. So what is, I guess, what is the, the difference between each level? Of course, you know, maturity and stuff like that, but do you see like the same kind of, you know, do, do the younger kids enjoy it more than the older kids or, you know? Well, the methodologies are pretty much the same throughout the, our spectrum of our athletes. Um, what we focus on with our younger athletes is we want them to have fun. Um, they want to learn a little bit, they need to get a little bit of a sweat, and most importantly, they need to have fun. Because if they're not having fun, then they're not going to come back. They're going to have a, a bad, and that's not necessarily they're not going to come back here, but they might give up on exercise and being fit for the rest of their life. And so we have a chance to make an impression on them that, oh, exercise is fun when it can be done right, yeah. and things like that. So we want them to enjoy the time here. Um, with our upper-level athletes, we put them through the same same type of stuff especially with our, our real pro guys like they don't need the any different techniques than you would teach a six-year-old the only difference is they're able to make adaptations faster to the training stresses so you have to work through your progressions quicker and have more for them but it's all it all builds on itself okay so way. it's like compounded you know mm -hmm. over time levels yeah. and levels and levels um how is it training, you know, college and pro athletes? So it sounds exciting. It is. It's 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 good because you can tell them to do something and they're able to do it, and that is with minimal adjustments and things like that. And so you can get so much further into progressions and the actual training part of it that you can specialize it for them um, because they're able, they're gifted physically and athletically that they're able to do what you're you're telling them to do. I remember when. Um, I was GA and at uh, A&M, Joe Kynes was the defensive coordinator and he had been the um, defensive coordinator at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. And he told me a story one time, he's like, the difference between college and pros and all other stuff is when you tell a pro linebacker, he better get out there and cover the flat. He can get out there and cover the flat, but you better make sure you're telling him the right thing. Because if you don't tell him the right thing, then he's not gonna have any more respect for you. Mm. And so you have to make sure that what you're telling them is beneficial for them and you have to focus and you have to plan and you have to prepare more for that because they are able to do what you say you better make sure what you're telling them is the right thing yeah yeah definitely and then the pros you know that's their job that's how they absolutely that's how they put food on the table so when they yeah. come to you in the off season or when mm -hmm. they're on break i mean that's a lot of responsibility it's a right? huge responsibility and that's not lost on me or my other trainers like that's how they they feed their family and so we I value that, that they put that trust in me um, because I've been on the other side of the coin when I was trying to be a pro football player. So I know how much thought process goes into that. And for the, the pro guys that we do have, we're honored to have them and we make sure that we um, have good working relationships with them to make their training especially beneficial and suit exactly what they're trying to accomplish. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine, you know, People come in, they've been living this dream for, I mean, forever, since we were kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, I played little college football, you played college football, and for them to make that next step, it's not only like, you know, nostalgic, but it's also a lot of responsibility. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if you, rem you, of course you remember, the transition from high school to college, oh, high yeah. school was really fun. Yeah. I feel like college for me wasn't as fun. It was more of a job. Yeah, exactly. It was more of a job. And then even, even when you get to the next level, it's even more of a job. 
I remember one story when I was in Tennessee, we were going through camp and um, we're doing a drill and I didn't cover the flat and I didn't do my job and the offense scored and one of the older veterans comes over to me and is like, Jackson, he's like, don't don't do that again. This is how I feed my family and if we don't win football games, I don't have a job. Mm. So you better get in your playbook and you better learn what to do. And I was like, whoa, okay, all right. Well, that's this is a whole there's <laughs> a whole different mindset here, and that's not that that mindset is bad, but it's just it's a job, and it's how they feed their feed their families, and you have to appreciate that, and you have to understand that they that's how they feel about it. And if you don't have the same thought processes, then the the working relationship is just not going to be there. It's not going to work mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. How was the uh, the transition from college though for yourself? playing in college to, you know, trying to make a team and working with professional, like for yourself, like how was the journey? Like uh, as an athlete? Yeah, as an athlete. It, w- it was hard. Um, college, it was it was a job, but it was still, it wasn't, you were still a student and you still had coaches telling you what to do and things like that. In the NFL, they, the players make more than the coaches. Yeah. And so the coaches are there a little bit, but really the players kind of, I don't want to say they, they run things because they don't, but there's... Like in college, like the coaches were here and then the players were here. That gap is shortened when you get to the NFL. It's almost right here, you know, and especially if you have a coach that's making $500,000 a year and you have a player that's making $17 million a year, yeah. the organization is going to go with what this guy They're wants. They're more invested in They're the, just yeah. more invested in him. And so that transition was hard for me. Um, like the athletic playing side of being in the NFL was – was hard. I, I don't think I would have, if I was athletically gifted enough to play in the NFL, which I wasn't, it would have been hard for me to, to do that. I wouldn't, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much as I thought I was mm-hmm. when, um, when I was a little kid. It's actually, I was talking to um, somebody the other day, uh, playing in the NFL was probably the best thing that never happened to me. I didn't realize it at the time, but God had a plan for me, yeah. um, and it wasn't to play in the NFL. And so, you know, it takes a level of maturity to accept that and be like, dude, you just weren't good enough. And, and that's okay, you know. And so now I, I have all this. I have a beautiful wife. I have uh, three kids and another one on the way. And if I'd have played in the NFL, if God would have granted that dream for me, then none of that would have happened. And he knew what he was doing um, then, even though I couldn't see it. So. Yeah, you may not see, but there is a plan. Yeah, there's a plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, man... That shows the humbleness in you because me, I'm like, man, you know what? Maybe if I would have, you know, maybe if I would have tried a little harder, yeah. but, you know, in reality, probably not. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's kind of facing the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Now, you said 15 years you went into teaching, right? You taught for... I taught for six years. Six years? Yeah, I taught then, for six years. Okay. I, I taught um, uh, special education at Clear Falls. Yeah. I taught all the resource social studies for three years, and then I... Um, uh, when my oldest son was born, I was coaching football and track at the time. So when my oldest son was born on um, that football, he was born that May. So the next football season, I would leave Wednesday morning. I wouldn't see him awake again until Sunday night. Wow. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I, I want to be with my kids. I want to be with my wife. I want to have a family. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here. Because I had opportunities to go coach um, in college, and I turned them down so I could be at home and get yeah, married. Be on and, the road, yeah. yeah, and I could be married and have a family, and that's what I wanted. Um, and so when that ended, then when they said, though, you have to, you have to coach football, 
I went to Space Center Intermediate and taught for there for three years. And I always, I always like to teach and I always like to coach. That's why I'm so um, thankful to God for this opportunity because I'm able to teach, I'm able to mentor, I'm able to coach, I'm able to do all those things that I want to do without the pressure of winning, without any of the other. I mean, you have, you have um, pressures because you're a business owner. You got to pay electricity. You got to clean floors. You got to do a bunch yeah. of other stuff that d come along with that. Um, but you get the best of both worlds because you get to watch an athlete grow into something that he wasn't or something that she wasn't before without all the other um, baggage that comes along with it sometimes. Yeah, but for you to make that jump even, you know, you took the paternity leave, your wife's like, no, you got to do something. Mm -hmm. And then I know for you, you wanted to do something as well. But to take that jump from you had a, had a salary, you had, you know, everything mm -hmm. set to go from, okay, now I'm training two six-year-olds in the park. Yeah. And then, like, how was that? Were it was you... terrifying. It mm -hmm. was absolutely terrifying. Um, and I didn't know, um, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. My wife didn't know if it was going to work or not. But I tried to, with every decision that I made based on the business, I tried to, I asked myself two questions. Does it honor God and is, what, is it what's best for my family? And so that's what I did with all the decisions that I made. And so that has, has worked. And so as long as I continue to say those two things and that's the basis for the answers for all the questions that I have to ask, then I think we'll, we'll continue to grow and continue to um, help people get, get better athletically. Yeah, but it, definitely. But when you think about like literally three years ago, two six-year-olds, yeah. and then to go from that to, you know, grow over. So were you still training in the park? Like... When, after after two six rows and maybe seven of them were you yeah still we in the park? yeah we stayed in the park for for quite some time it's just a soccer field right by my house wow um and so it, it we wanted to stay there as long as we could because we wanted to keep our overhead down like you, if you make money and you raise your overhead then you're not going to really be making any money so yeah so it got to the point to where we we're having to deal with weather and things like that and we had, at this point when we finally decided to and how long was this for six months maybe six months, six months or so um, when we finally decided to move into uh, World Gym, I think we had 20 or 30 clients at the time. So we had a, a, a decent yeah. base, but it was no, it was, what if they don't show up? The rent is still due, you know, so you just have to put put your faith in God that he's going to take care of you if you do well with what, um, with what he gives you. You know, if you're responsible with um, very little, then you'll be responsible with very much, too. Very much so. And so. Very much so. Success doesn't really... Uh, bring new things kind of amplifies what's already there mm -hmm. so if you aren't responsible yeah whenever you're you know at your lowest what makes you think you're gonna be responsible with more yeah you know, absolutely opportunities? Um, but even then to go from the gym to this facility mm -hmm. right you said 20 something when y'all got there how mm -hmm. many clients are you working with now we work with close to 100 now um, wow. and it's a down it's a downtime for us we're just coming out of football season um, so we're we're adding more um, each day uh, I think it'll continue to go through the summer and then our summer um, peaks and then we go back through football season. Uh, we're adding a lot more um, different clients. Like I'm a football guy, but I don't do any sports specific stuff, but I just have football attached to my name because that's what I played. Yeah. Um, but we have programs, we're getting more baseball players, more volleyball players, more soccer players. And so, oh, so it's a mixed array. Of yeah, we that. have our, none of our training is sports specific and I, I try and beat that home as much as I can like as anybody can benefit from being a better athlete like no matter what sport you play if you move better if you can lift higher if you can jump um, 
if you can lift more, if you can jump higher, if you can control your body, you're going to be better at whatever your sport is. Very true. And so that's that's the the model that we follow. Like we're not trying to make you a better football, baseball, basketball player. We're trying to make you a better athlete. Let your coaches at wherever you are make you a better basketball player, so football player, and we'll we'll do the other part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know as like a former athlete, and you had said this earlier, the coaching. If a coach tells you something and you do it and it doesn't work out, then you lose respect for the coach. Absolutely. So I know, I know that's a lot of responsibility for you because mm-hmm. you know you're working with not only kids who who are starting to develop the love for the sport, and you're right, it's a make or break thing because if mm-hmm. they don't love it now, they're not going to. It could play. be gone forever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then to even go to the pros who are like, okay, I was I was working with uh, Jackson to get faster. I just clocked my 40. Like, I'm not much faster. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, to think about that kind of stuff, um, how do you handle that pressure, though? Like, are you just, like, do you, I know for an entrepreneur, you really have to believe in what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. have to study. But I also know a lot of trainers, I know you do, too. I mean, I'm just going to call it out, that don't put that much time right. into studying. Mm-hmm. Into yeah, and I, and I study a lot. And to, to go back to answer your question, it's just my faith in, faith in God and that he'll provide what we need. Because this everything we have is given mm-hmm. to us from him. So he's going to, if he wants to take it away, he's going to take it away. If he wants to give you more, he's going to give you more. And there's not a whole lot we can really do about it. All It's our job is to be faithful in what he does give us and continue to give give the glory back to him. So I, I, I used to focus on that more. And then my wife said, Jackson, you have to stop focusing on, on the negative of what bad could happen and focus on the positive and what, wow. what you are doing. Um, because if you just think about what wrong could go wrong, then you'll never see what is good and what is actually in front of you. So you can't you can't be afraid to do something because you might fail. You know, it's better to try and fail than not try at all. And so that's, that's you just do the best that you can and leave the rest up to God. You know, and I, I do I do study quite a bit. I try and study more. I've never been a big reader. Um, but I'm trying to be more purposeful uh, with with my reading and things like that and, and learning and growing because once when I was a athlete I always wanted to lift higher run faster you know lift lift more run higher jump faster all that stuff yeah and as a trainer I still want the same thing I still want to be better I still want to succeed I still want to make people faster but I just have to do it a different way instead of coming in here and putting as much weight on the bar as I can and lifting it I have to go find these academic tech books and sit down and highlight them out and read them and see what what the research is showing is beneficial now what the research is showing is outdated and things like that so it's just a it's a different type of growth process when you're on the other side of the field yeah because you could just come in and, you know, go off of what you knew. Mm-hmm. But if you're not learning, because, I mean, right. stuff changes, especially in training, all the time. All the time. And you have all to be the at time. the, it seems like you're at the, you're, you're trying to be at the forefront of it. You don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to offer something different um, because I see our job is not to make our athletes better at working out. Our job is to make them better on the field. And so if anyone has to adjust to what, they need it's us it's not mm-hmm. their coaches at school i used to um when i was a coach i had kids come and tell me oh well, my trainer said to do this okay and i tell every athlete that ever comes in this building don't ever go to your coach and say your trainer told you to do it this way because you know what you're gonna go to the back of the line and you're not gonna get back to the front our job is to make you look better there not look better here 
And so we do a, we try and do a good job of communicating with them and letting them know, like, look, you don't have to leave the gym completely exhausted to a good training stress. There's recovery workouts we can do. We can change this. We can change that. We can change this. And that takes a lot of, um, I, I wouldn't say it's not effort on our part to say that. It's effort on our part to develop that trust from mm. the athlete. Yeah. And so their program to, oh, we got to come in, we just got to hammer, 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 hammer. If I don't leave completely exhausted, then I didn't get any better. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. There's a lot of stuff you can do without being completely exhausted that will make yeah. you better. And so once you develop that, that trust with them, then you can really start to do a lot of things for that athlete. That is true. That's very true. And you had mentioned, uh, you know, your wife. Honestly, she sounds like a force. You said that she said you can't focus on the negative. You got to, you know, change your mindset. Mm -hmm. So how instrumental has having that support system, you know, because not only has she struggled with her mm -hmm. own, you know, issues, you know, the postpartum depression, I mean, it's serious. Yeah. And then for her to still have the strength to be like, hey, Jackson, I'm going to be here for you mm -hmm. the way you need me. That was fantastic. Like, we wouldn't be sitting here right now if it wasn't for her. Like, n this, would, this wouldn't be here. None of this would be here if it wasn't for her because she, it was her idea to start the business in the first place. Um, so to have, have her support and know that even if I do fail, even if the business does fail, that it's okay because my wife's still going to love me. My kids are, my kids are still going to love me at the end of the day. And so once you have that kind of support system and you focus on those things, then in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you know, businesses succeed, businesses fail, but you know, God still loves you and your kids still loves you. And that's, that's what matters. What more can you ask, what more for, can you ask for, you know, that's incredible. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Well, this is the last part. If you were talking to Jackson, maybe at a time where he wasn't so sure about how things were going to turn out in the business, or maybe he wasn't so sure if he wanted to be a business person at all, but to know what you know now, three years later, what would you tell yourself to kind of comfort yourself or even inspire you to go for it? Um, I would, I would say Jackson, trust, trust in God. He has your best interests at heart and he will lead you where you need to be. It might not always be where you think you should be, but it's where you need to be. Um, I, uh, when I was a, when I was a player, I made, um, my biggest regret as an athlete when I was younger was I used my platform as a, as a player to glorify myself and I didn't glorify God. And so I made a covenant with him. Like, look, when this, if this is what you want, like I will use this platform to glorify you. And so I would just tell Jackson three years ago, look, Honor what you said. Glorify God with what you're doing. Use your platform to influence people athletically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever you need to do. Just use it to help as many people as you can and glorify me and glorify others more than yourself. Well, man, seems like you're doing just that. And I appreciate you Absolutely, letting me sir. come in, Absolutely. Bro. Thank you. And uh, hearing your story, I think y'all are going to really enjoy this, get a lot of good jewels about this. Uh, this is Jackson Appel owner of JSAT, and uh, I'm TJ the Fifth. Thank you for tuning in to Mentor Monday, hashtag Mentor Monday, and I'll see y'all next week. Thanks, guys. See y'all. Oh.